and welcome to Elite Cadre, the Hordes of War Machine podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm Mike. I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Alex. Nick. phoning in from Mexico in the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Nick. Again. Returned. Returned. Returned! I am Benj. You're a quitter. Yeah, I am also <laughs> a quitter. I quit life. I gave up on it. Like a filthy bomb. Well, we can talk about that when we get round to uh, talking about the ETC, I think, because that that's definitely on the topic list for tonight, right? Uh, please, no. Yes. Yes, it is. Top- topping list. Are we having ice cream again? Uh, I've already had ice cream. Lovely mint not cornetto. Um, mint netto? No, it's a cornotto. Cornetto. <laughs> <laughs> Other brands yeah. of ice cream are available in Mexico in the 1950s. Oh! <laughs> Where are you in the 1950s? Holy shit! <laughs> anyway, let's 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 plow forward with this podcast because we have lots of content. Activities. Um, yes, the big news of the last few weeks is that, in one way or another, the concept of SmogCon is back from the dead. So we all went to SmogCon this year. We we're told, nope, that's it, done and dusted. This is finished. Well, apparently, Captain Johnny Bones does not rest easy in his grave. He is an undead pirate. Well, exactly. So, from the mouth of Mr. John Webb himself, we had the announcement of BonesCon, which resurrects a format of SmogCon from years past. From year three, in fact, where it was a multi-system event. Now, we do have dates for BonesCon. That's uh, February 16th to the 18th, 2018. Same dates as before. Yes. It's still going to be... What do you mean same dates as before? That's the dates that were confirmed already. Okay, fine. Um, I'm not sure what for, but okay. We have announced that it's at the Birmingham Hilton Metropole. So if you like that hotel, you can go there again. And if you don't like their drinks prices, you can go to the Sainsbury's down the road. Um, We've also had an announcement of some of the games that are confirmed to be at the event so we have war machine no particular order yeah yeah pretty much war machine malifaux drop zone are definitely confirmed uh, for ones that require a little bit more negotiation and getting people involved uh we have infinity and Bushido. i believe uh, infinity has actually now been confirmed has been confirmed okay yeah. And then for ones that require even more talking around, we have uh, Wild West Exodus, 40k, Guild Ball, and I don't know what's Fallout Stroke Cthulhu, because I don't think they're the same game, but there we go. Um, and then there is supposed to be a Fallout game that is supposed to be very good fun to yes, play. Yes, I did see it at uh, UK Games Expo. Um, but Fallout, where's not the, my thing, so I can't move on. Where's the X-Wing? Community leaders are needed to organise these games, which are Warhammer Age of Sigma, Shadow War Armageddon, Blood Bowl, and the Gates of Antares. I find myself very surprised at uh, the fact that X-Wing is nowhere to be found on that list. Because there are quite a few games of X-Wing going last time SmogCon was a multi-system event. Yes, and it's um, well, it's, it's one of the biggest miniatures games in... Europe, if not the world. Um, it's certainly had one of the biggest one day, as we've seen, of uh, well, the biggest two days of uh, recent times. And in fact, last year, ran opposite SmogCon in the same hotel. Yep. yep. I, I was I was most upset about it because I wanted to get Yavin to that. Five? Was that not? Pardon? Yavin? Yes, that was the Yavin Open. Yeah. Um, so, 
if you're interested in any of those games or want to organize something at SmogCon, uh, not SmogCon, BonesCon. BonesCon, yes. Yeah, it really is. Um, then I would suggest you get in touch. Their Twitter name is at BonesCon, surprisingly. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, not, not, it's not Captain Bones. Okay, I've seen a tweet here with at Bo- BonesCon. Yes, you're right. CPT BonesCon. So someone's been tweeting at the wrong address at some point then. Um, so the Twitter name is at CPT BonesCon. Uh, on Facebook, you can find them as BonesCon. And there is allegedly a website at BonesCon.com. Allegedly. Oh, uh, th- th- there is, in fact. It, it does load on my PC now that I've got my VPN working. Yay. Stop um, being illegal. Oh, John, you've called it the Bone Pit. Call it the, the Bone Yard. The Graveyard. No, the Bone Yard. Yeah. That would make even more sense. But yeah. anyway, so our favourite convention, well, my favourite convention anyway, I don't know about anyone else, is back. It's semi-alive and kicking, and we'll have even more stuff. So that's definitely something to look out for over the next few weeks and months. Yeah. Uh, if If you're interested, I will certainly be there uh, because i'm running what will pass for the iron arena uh along with uh, barry pittman again um and doubtless you will see some familiar faces crewing that as for everything else well we'll see so there you go there's some big news Yay. Big news. yes um to move on to our next topic unless so does anyone have anything more to say about bones con i'm hoping they get some of the fantasy points in there because it'd be quite good to throw down with some card games as well maybe the fantasy, the LFG will be out. Uh, LFL, yeah, that's the one. Um, L5R will certainly be out by then. L5R is September, I want to so say. So it'd be quite, quite good if we get some card games in there, but that's down to John and whoever he's talking about. I mean, I'd love to throw down some Star Wars Destiny and stuff like that, but if not, we can just run it anyway because all we need to do is grab some empty tables in the bar, right? Well, they'll probably be empty tables on the floor at points. So, yeah, um, but I don't know I'm L5R Legend of the Five Rings card game that's coming up from FFG. I believe there's going to be a board for card game area. Um, yeah, I think is that there is going to be a, a specific area for that. Well, there's there's always been a board and card game room. It just depends on um, what's set out for that and how it's run. But well. Doubtless, we'll get to that closer to the time. It's yeah. it's very much a big thing these days. Is a uh, a board game area. Mm. <sighs> okay, um, so so that's that's Bonescom. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be a good weekend. It always always is. John puts on a good show. So. Absolutely. Jesus, Jesus Christ, is he calling from a truck stop? He's calling from Mexico in the nineteen fifties. He's not breaking oh. up. And that is a massive plus point on earlier. I know, but it sounds like he's... Yeah. Um, anyway. Love you, Alex. Love you, too. Oh, oh that has yet to be proven. It, um, it, it can be in a court of law. I don't want to know. <laughs> Next up is a quick discussion of an event that we all went to, uh, which would be the ETC. The or, Elite Card Rating Challenge. Yes, quite. Um, all we were missing was Kurt... Uh, the rest of the podcast. Right, I'm missing him again tonight. Yeah, that's true. Kurt, Kurt's deserted us again. Um, presumably painting 40k stuff. Should we tell people the truth? No, they don't need that's to find true. the body yet. Then hate <laughs> Kurt. Okay. <laughs> I he hate Kurt. He hoped to absorb his power. Well, he is a Hanson. There can only be one true Hanson. He that wanted his true. height. 
And Ben's just tired of being so small. Yep. Wow. Okay. Anyway, the ETC, for those who don't know, and I've probably explained this at least a thousand times already, is a five-person team challenge where um, essentially you, you, you and another team meet up, you're paired off via this weird-ass pairing mechanism that I can't be asked to explain, um, and then tournament happens. Yay. Uh, it's been going on for... Several years? Many years. More than um, one, at least. Yes, because this was its first year at Firestorm. It had three previous at Northwest Gaming Centre. Yeah, I want to say maybe three previous at uh, Maelstrom, perhaps two. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's got... It, it, it's it's been dying like 2012. 2012 was the one we played at Maelstrom. Um, yeah. In the incredibly packed Maelstrom... Where everyone died of heat stroke. And there was heat a big tent stroke. outside. There yes, tent there was, outside. but no games were being played in there. Yes. That was where anyway. food was, wasn't it? Well, yes, that's where the food was. Call it food. Yes. Um, so it was a, a, a weekend based event, and uh, pretty much between us, you have uh, the TO, or EO, in Alex. And then some of the judges, uh, we're, we're just missing uh, an Enos, I think. Yeah, just missing head head judge Enos. Yes, who's the one who actually knows all the rules. I kind of know most of the things, but some interactions escape me. Uh, and then we have a sliding scale down past Benj. And then at the bottom, there's Nick, who, who, who occasionally looks at things and goes, Ooh, that's a nice mob. What? I used to know the rules amazingly well, thanks. Good in Mark 2. Good um, in Mark III. yeah. <laughs> What's this Mark III business? Oh, God, no, we've become the new boosted damage. Ah, shit. <laughs> right, who's not to have a baby then? Uh, we're an addition behind. Someone uh, needs to have a baby, someone needs to start a convention, and we just need to die a death. Not for another 16 episodes. I want to get to at least 100. All right. Um, Fuck, because we've not got to 100 in five years. No, we're an episode 84. <laughs> You realise there was one period where I moved and wasn't playing, and then another one where my leg nearly fell off. So, yeah, I'm aware. Some mitigating circumstances on that. Also, we've moved from twice a month to once a month. Because, dear God, if this was recording every other week, I would have killed all of you bastards long ago. Well, we, when we originally started, it was once a week, wasn't it? Yeah, we no. used to record weekly. No, it was never once a week. I'm sure we definitely did some months where we did once a week. No, 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 I would have... No. I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> no, I'm going to stick with things in my ears. Can't hear you anymore. La, 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 la. <laughs> and it was before uh, you developed your amazing editing techniques. Uh, my editing techniques, which are so lazy now, compared to... What? Anyway, we're going off. off topic. What's the topic? Topic Ooh, the about. So, I think probably the, the, the fairest thing to do uh, is probably at this point to sort of there's been um, there's been a mixture of feedback on the event. Um, people had some, some good points and some less good points, and some points that they kind of really disagreed with. Um, I think probably the first point to kind of Alex, what are you, what, what 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 are you thinking in terms of the event? Um, I definitely want to carry it on next year. Um, it will be back again, um, hopefully stronger than it has been before. Um, there were areas where maybe. I could have planned a bit better and uh, executed a lot better. Um, I think there's been a vocal minority on 
Well, I say vocal minority, that kind of diminishes from the, the feedback that I've received, you know, all the feedback that I have received. Is, I mean, I, I think, if I'm just going to say, th th there's been a lot of feedback, and I think, you know, there's, there's, there's with any event, there's always something to learn from and to improve on for the next time. Uh, I d yeah. I, I've, I've yet to run, uh, well, I've yet to either run or go to an event that is the perfect event. There's always something that is kind of fairly loudly complained about by someone. Um, so, and I, I think a lot of the things that were said about the ETC, they've been uh, common themes across events for some time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly for an event of that size, it is always extremely difficult, for instance, to do um, catering. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I know that um, the Welsh Masters runs out of the same venue, similar size of people, well, similar amount of people, and there are there's always some fairly hefty queuing for lunches, whatever it is, whether it's got yeah. an provider in, whether they're using the Firestone Kitchen, um, yeah, there are various ways you can sort of get around stuff like that, but it's always going to be mitigation. There's always going to be some downfall in the system there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think, you know, it, it's there was some feedback about the move to Firestorm, you know, for some people it made the journey significantly longer, uh, myself included. Uh, you know. Actually, that, that, that is a, a, a very interesting point. I mean, can you give us some of the kind of the, the rationale behind uh, the move to Firestorm? Yeah, so the move to Firestorm this year was, was primarily driven by the fact that at Element Games, there simply is not enough room to fit 160 players across one floor. Yeah. Um, Firestorm basically said they've got the room. They didn't have the room, um, and they offered me their space to, to be able to fit 160 players. As it was, we didn't have quite 160. I think we were 130, I want to say. Yeah, uh, 26 teams five, so yeah, 130. Yeah, 26, yeah, 26 teams. Um, so, they, they, I mean, even Element Games can't host that many. Element Games, yeah. the maximum in their kind of gaming hall is 110. Well, so, just, just, just going off sort of some previous ETCs, um, it, when the uh, the hall became too small, which was for at least a couple of them, the downstairs room got hired. Yeah. Now, I'm, I judged that room um, last year. Last year. Um, yeah. And it was, it was playable. Uh, it was not ideal for lighting. It was not up to the same standard as upstairs. It caused organisational issues in the fact that it had a very narrow stairwell between yep. it and the top floor. Um, and there were, and, and this actually rests on um, myself and Jason for not quite communicating. There were differences in how the terrain was being played. There was yep. a piece of terrain that I said, "Well, that's clearly a forest." And Jason was going, well, no, that's clearly helped. So people were finding discrepancies between how some things were being played downstairs and upstairs. And that was purely on myself and Jason for not talking yeah, yeah. for events. So to move from something where it was two floors with sort of quite a few disadvantages to something that was all on one floor, was all well lit. Okay, it still has some temperature issues, but that's time of year and amount of gamers in one space kind yeah. of related. Um, to move on to that sort of one floor that's well lit, has a, a single good PA system, has access to a head judge whenever you can find him. Um, Enos has a habit of hiding. Um, 
<laughs> he does though. He runs off into the shop yes. Yes, or stands by the bar, and you're just kind of looking in the distance for the sh- for the the gleam off his dome, um, and that's how you locate him. Um, so to move from that, the, to move from Element Games to there, it, it's it's not an ideal travel destination no. for everyone. But then again, I challenge people to actually find a venue. Challenge, and I'm, I'm I'm very much open to it for, for next year. You know, if you know a venue that can provide sufficient terrain, gaming tables, and space for 160 players, then you know, offline. Do you um, think? Do you think, Alex, though, that maybe it suffered from? been there done that syndrome with regards to the welsh and it's not actually the venue that is the problem it's that if it came behind a tournament a very large tournament and maybe people were firestormed out which isn't your isn't your fault necessarily but you took the brunt of of that kind of feeling could possibly be a, a factor as well um, that, that's not certainly know, not something two, like it. two events in in quick succession both in a very similar location, yeah, could well be uh, that what wasn't as something I'd, I'd given any consideration to previously, but, but very realistically, could be could be part of, of people's maybe desire, maybe not to go straight back there. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's something that I need to think about for next year. You know, potentially next year we take it back to uh, to Ireland, win it there for a year, and then come back to Wales. I, I don't know. We may. I mean, I, may I, 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 I do think in general the UK suffers from not having a Firestorm-style venue that is in either uh, Birmingham, Stoke, Sheffield. Um, Even hey, Sheffield. Sheffield is, is a pretty tough to get to for some people. Well, I mean, Sheffield is, quote, northern. But when you're looking at an event that has at least, you know, two of the Scottish teams, for instance. Yeah. Because for, for them, the Midlands is still the South. Manchester yeah. is, is almost still the South for them. Yeah. So yeah. you don't quite realise just how far some of these people are coming. Yeah. Um, or, or, in fact, if you could find a venue that size near an airport and get more European teams in. But no such venue, as far as I know, exists. The only way well, I can see you... And, and one option would be to look at... at what John has left in regards to BonesCon terrain-wise and look at kind of hiring that. But again, that's a, that's a cost that comes out of what I would then be able to offer as price support. And I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure exactly how Martin does it, but, you know, again, coming back to Welsh Open, you know, he, he puts on a fantastic spread of, of prizes um, and the price support is, is very tough to, to, to compete with. I think Martin to- benefits a lot from... Um, some very long-standing relationships with yeah. uh, sponsors. Um, he also benefits from um, running the raffle, yeah. yeah, which the entire like um, donation pool for the raffle goes back into the prize pool, um, which uh, can sometimes make it a bit of a grueling affair to get through um, because there are three thousand winners. Um, but that's by the by. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, just for a, a, a comment on um, the, the terrain there as well, the, there were some comments, uh, interestingly, about having the tables not set up in the ETC style, which I, I thought was interesting. This, this was not something I was aware of. Um, that, 
You mean the uh, WTC style, Mike? Yeah, yes, sorry, WTC style. Uh, where the tables are deliberately amongst the, the, the fives, sort of slightly unbalanced. So there will be some definite terrain advantages on the tables. Um, that's not something the judge team was, I think, aware of. Enos might have been, but he certainly didn't mandate that we set it up in a certain way. Um, so I think myself, Benj, Nick, we all kind of tried to make each table roughly balanced. Yeah, and the ones that weren't balanced, you had players call us over and say, this isn't balanced terrain, balance it. Yeah, this, that, <laughs> that, that was one of... That is a very fair point. So, I, so I had three or four so ones where they weren't balanced terrain and it was instantly called over. What are we to do? And then uh, you complain about it afterwards. And, and you set up a table and you put it all out and then the, and you're like, what, what do you think, guys? And they're like, yeah, sure. This looks great. You know, what, what that, that just seemed overly nitpicky, I think, from some... Um, I, I saw that comment as well, and I was just like, really? I mean, going I, I, going I think, at the tables? I think, that, I think that comment's fair. If you're looking at the ETC in light of it potentially being a European practice venue for some of those teams who are going to the WTC. It, was it? It didn't feel like that kind of environment for those kind of teams. Yeah, it's personal. That, that is another thing I need to consider for next year because it, it kind of the ETC started out very much as a fun event that was uh, kind of I think in its early days it was one list per player. Um, you know the, the five lists across the the team. Um, you know I don't know what the matchup kind of process was back in those days, but well the, was, the, the, the actual teams used to be four players. Yeah, yeah, you started at small place, you're quite right. Yeah. Yeah. So Which the, is why the, you able to get draws. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think the year year before last was the uh, they had a wild card table, I think. Oh, oh yeah, the hot the year, table. The that was a hot mess of an idea. <laughs> yeah, the year before I think was the hot table and then, then the year before last was the first year of five. So I mean maybe maybe next year I don't know I mean putting it out there as as an option to to look at doing it as a even a three man tournament um, and 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 taking it back to that kind of more fun event making it a three man tournament means you know there's more room so if we were to do it at um, at the Northwest Gaming Centre I mean I don't know what three into one hundred and ten is um, I, I would say there is there is an event that's going for that three man format that uh, yeah. Jason is running this isn't like it, obviously it's not nothing definite, it's just kind of spitballing. Um, but, you know, if that is, is something to look at, or you know, maybe changing the format slightly and, and looking at what, what can be done with it, because, you know, when you when you think about it, the, the teams that, that did attend there, you had the three English teams, well, two English teams which will be attending the WTC. Um, one of the teams was a German team that had you know, players that weren't of German origin in it, um, there was another German team that was, again, not a WTC team. Um, and that's a, a team primarily made up of, of Swedes with, a, again, a few, a few others that, that, that weren't in a in team. So when you think about it, in, in pure WTC teams, there were two teams there that were, were, were there for practice. Yeah, okay. oh, maybe a few Welsh teams as well. Sorry, apologies. There were probably yeah. other Welsh teams as well that I'm overlooking. So, so I mean, if we say five, out of yeah. 26 teams are there for, for the WTC practice. So, But it, even then, I'm, I'm sure there are quite a few players there who would be looking to go on to the WTC after this. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe, I mean... It, it kind of recreates that, that experience, I suppose, as well, for guys who maybe aren't going to be able to make it onto a team and aren't going to be able to play yeah. in the WTC. That, that actually is a really um, 
good thing. It's being able to have the experience of that unique five-man environment, lots of teams all being very competitive um, without having to go through the process of qualifying for a WTC team and also in some ways, you know, hoping you're in that, well, not just hoping you're in that top 10, but you know, maybe my nation gets a third team. So. Or, or the selection process, the money that they have Which, to spend in travel. Yeah, it's... Uh, and it is overall cheaper to come to the ETC. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would probably hesitate against mixing up the format that much. Yeah. Um, however, in, in, in regards to format, um, there were comments made about the fact that it was four games rather than yeah. five. And I, I would actually defend your decision to stop the tournament at four because that's that was the expectation of that rules pack if i'm correct yeah yeah then so when, when there was one undefeated team the tournament would end yeah. um obviously for some people who'd traveled that was always going to be a bit disappointing it was always a risk with those numbers it's been yeah. a risk every year since forever well, um, if you, if you get just one team if, if, if you sell the event out and one team didn't turn up for whatever reason there is a risk it could go to well, if it's yeah. one team, it could go to five games, I guess. If it was, yeah. The the closer you get to thirty two, the more pair up wins you need. Um, the um, excuse me, the uh, etc this year had two pair up wins in four rounds, which um, led to a fourth round winner. Yeah, um, it's highly unlikely that it happens. It's just one of those times. I mean, what we're on, like what we think about the eighth etc, that it happens to happen. Yeah. But it could have happened in any of the previous years as well. There's not been a year I remember where it's been the correct 32-64-16. There's always one. Teams. This is always the risk. When you've got that many teams, the risk that you are going to have one team where two people go down with illness a week before the event and go, no, can't travel. Yeah, that's that's a lot higher than a normal event. Uh, it just takes a single person to potentially take a team out. I mean... Yeah. Um, I mean Bench was filling in for a player of one of the teams yeah. because they well, had a last-minute dropout. If you remember the year we played, that was the year where uh, Kev Bryant disappeared on day two with the rest of his team <laughs> yeah. because he physically could not get out of the bathroom. Yeah. Um, Touch of food poisoning, I think, was the... Uh... Yeah. Um, um, our team had two stand-ins on it because... Yeah. Um, yourself and Kurt uh, weren't available to play it that weekend. Um, and it, you know, yeah, you're always going to have those teams that just can't make it or whatever, and you're not going to get your 32. It's very rare. Um, and it, it's, it's an interesting discussion about what you do with that. I mean, would you favor just, you know, either uh, a change it from the Swiss format or just saying it's five rounds? And we'll deal with tiebreakers. I mean, I think so for next year, um, I, you know, there's a few things I want to kind of put in place as, as kind of guarantees. Uh, first and foremost, and one of the other pieces of feedback was around the rules pack. It was a bit of a fiasco this year, and I you know, hold my hands up that. It wasn't entirely on you, though, because we originally planned this for Steamroller, the new Steamroller. Yeah, yeah. That um, then it hasn't come out. <laughs> no, no. Um, but. Yeah, I think so for next year, you know, one of the promises I'm going to make is that, that when the tickets go on sale, if not before, the rules pack will be published. Um, so people, you know, know what they're going into. 
there'll be a final rules packet will be you know approved and, and make sure that everyone's happy with what's in there there's no mistakes that you know it's clear there's no confusion over painting requirements or any, anything of that nature and that is fixed and unless there's a major schism in the, the sort of fabric of the game such as it changing to a, a new edition three days before the event <laughs> um, it, it will stay that way throughout the event so that, that is kind of the first thing is, is that, that, that i want to address is that that is Kind of a promise I'm going to make for next year. Um, I, I, I was going to say you, you joke about the edition change that happened last year, but there've also been ETCs where we've had well, there've also been big tournaments where we've had like monumental infernal decisions halfway yeah. through, or where <laughs> we've had clarifications in errata that have landed like days before, and you just sit there going, "What the hell am I meant to do with this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there was another thing I was going to say, but I've completely forgot what it was now. Um, oh, about the round yet. Yeah. So again, my intention for next year is to run it again for 32 teams. Um, I will be writing into the rules pack the fact that we will that I'll, I'll promise five games. So you know, regardless of, of how many teams turn up, how many teams get played down, we will play five games. You know, that be that a put top four. But I, I think the way I'm looking at it at the minute, but I'm going to kind of speak to a few people and get some insight and some assistance. But I think I, I, I do think. Yeah, I do think actually you as the person running the ETC have um, a great resource to draw on because you have, um, well, hopefully you still have in your possession, the emails of not just the 2016 captains from this year, but also of the team captains from the previous ETC that you ran. So you have this great wealth of people who, you know, not necessarily turn it into a democracy, but you can actually get a little bit of feedback and say, okay, I've got a couple of options. What's the mood out there? Um, and, you know, even if in the end you don't pay you know, too much notice to it, you've actually got the, those points of view coming to you where you can say, okay, yeah, you've made a fair point on that one. I'll, yeah. I'll reconsider this bit. Or, you know, okay, I have backing for this part of the rules pack. That's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely that is, yeah, that is definitely the case if you have those email addresses took place somewhere, I'm sure. Um, so, and, and I mean, social media as well, you know, the, the, there's no harm in, in putting it out there. In social media. I, I, mm, I will say, be careful with the opinions of social media. <laughs> uh, ha having been um, somewhat a victim of a, um, uh, how can I put this, um, some, some comments direct in my uh, direction over my opinions on the WTC a few years ago, um, take social media with a pinch of salt. Yeah, yeah. Social media is unfortunately just the loudest voices, and it's like, do you want to listen to those loudest voices? Are they really truly representative of everyone? I mean, yeah. it, I mean but yeah, ask the question, but everything that comes back, be a little skeptical. Yeah, and it's well, it's, it's one of many voices. I think is the best way to look at it. You know, it's, it's yeah. not. You know, I'm not going to base everything I do on on social media because I know not everybody uses social media, and I know not everybody posts on social media and. You know, the, the as with a lot of things, the sort of opinionated few come to the fore, uh, and that you know, is, is the case with a, with a lot of a lot of things. It's it's, it's going to be it's going to happen. But another thing I want to look at as well, and, and I did kind of say this last year, and you know, player kind of goodie packs was, was something that was mentioned again this year that was, was was missing, and I accept that that was something that I was looking at doing, but kind of monetarily and planning wise, just unfortunately didn't come about, and 
it wasn't unfortunately something that I could uh, I could pull off. So looking at, at engaging with with some companies to potentially sponsor the event and you know provide merchandise. I, mean, I, I did this year. I did contact a few people, a few places. Number of companies said, "Yeah, we'll send you some stuff through. Send us your address. Send all the address details through." And lo and behold, unfortunately, nothing came through. Um, don't want to name names or anything of that nature, but no, it's, it's uh, it was unfortunate. It's, it's it's a shame, but again, I think being compared to other events that have been established for for a number of years, and while the ETC has been established for a number of years, this is only my second year running it. So I think you know, bigger and better things for next year. It's definitely, definitely the plan. It's still definitely going to run it next year. Um, and fingers crossed we get a, a decent attendance and, and can win a good event. I think the the, the, the key thing that we, that people have got to take away from this um, is that you have read all the feedback. Um, you've taken sort of quite a bit of a, on board um, and, you know, you, you've, you've shown kind of a, a lot of willingness so far to kind of take some of those opinions on and, um, you know, mix them with some ideas of your own and try and bring... The etc to a place where um you know you, you can be happy running it and people can be you know happier playing in it yeah um so and i think that that, that that's kind of you know it, it, it's part of the job of the neo to kind of have an ear to the ground and say okay yeah well I mean, that, that's why, why i do it you know do it for yeah. the enjoyment of the players and, and the last yeah. thing i want is to, the players to come away and say well you know i didn't really enjoy that event and you know there's, there's several things that didn't go as, as i thought they would do and you know, I think changes need to be made. I think, you know, the, the best thing for me to hear will be everyone comes away, yeah, fantastic event, no feedback, job done, kind of same again next year. Part of McCormick's question um, how much of it was everything that's been said and how much of it is that the game isn't in a positive place right now and their way of feeding that back is through niggling about things that they've felt of little things that they've just enhanced. Just I mean, it, it, you say the game isn't a positive place and I'm I'm really kind of struggling around this one because I partially think it's more that there are some large community voices who can't necessarily play the game they want to play um, and are basically being slightly destructive on the community as a whole. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the game itself because the game itself hasn't really changed. All that's changed is the meta and people's attitude to it um and the meta has been an evolving thing over the seven eight years that i've been playing now um and i think the, the only time i've seen um people as uh, vocal about the game is when the um was it the miserable meat mountain was around oh yeah so i, th- I think part of what's going to happen is the meta is going to evolve. It's going to change. People are going to rotate out of the game. Other people are going to rotate rotate in, and hopefully, we can get a little bit of freshness going on with the new steamroller coming in, and it can bring people back to a point where they're happier with the game, despite the fact not much is going to change. Um, that's just my opinion on it. I'm going to throw it out there. I appear to have killed the room. Excellent. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that I think you're quite right there. I think you know definitely there's going to be some rotation of. Of players and there's going to be some people who you know like you say big community voices who've been in the game for a long time who who will depart from the game and will will move on to to other games and you know may well come back the grass isn't always greener you know it, it could well be a case that some people think it's not just that even it, it's a natural part of any game yeah. that at some point 
people have had their you know 10 years of playing one game and they go you know what i'm going to sell up and i'm going to go and play i'll sell up and i'll go and play mallet and sometimes they'll go to that new game and they'll be tremendously happy over there and become a community voice over there sometimes it works out less well and you have you know the the, the never-ending boomerang people who leave every two years and come back again so well, i mean who, who would have ever thought sort of five six years ago jmp would no longer be part of the community you know just looking at the uk community that that's that's a very fair point he was a, a, a massive kind of figurehead for the whole uk community and he'd done a lot over in the states he'd gone over there and played and won at some of at tournaments and you know to, for, for, for him to leave the game back then you probably sort of said well that's never going to happen no way but people change and, and people's priorities in life change and people you know, can't put as much time into the game or don't want to put as much time into the game. And, and, say just and there's, gen- there's generally always uh, someone or a group of someone who kind of step up into the breach and move in. So, okay. I, I think that's perhaps enough from the ETC as it stands, uh, unless there's any sort of final thoughts. No, Nick, Ben, have you got any feedback? Or? Not, not particularly. I, th- I think um, there was there was some good feedback there was some that was just very unproductive i think i I disagree somewhat with mike about the sort of state of the game and being a contributing factor because there was some criticism leveled uh, us that we that the environment wasn't as good this year but i I I don't think that was leveled at us per se Mm, difficult Um, um when you're talking about the atmosphere of a tournament, that's a combination of a whole lot of things. Um, oh, I think that we... That's the, the room, that's the organisers, that's the game mm. itself. That's 17,000 different factors, and if, like, four of them are slightly worse than normal, you end up with a worse atmosphere. But that's a, that's kind of by the by. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. The Scottish guys gave me some really cool dice that have the Storm Division logo on them, so I'm really happy. <laughs> Storm Division? Yeah. Okay. I'm showing it on camera. Those of you who are listening to this won't be able to see. There's some orange ones, some see-through blue ones, and some slightly darker see-through blue ones. Oh. But they, uh, they have the Storm Division logo on them, and they're really cool. They, they do look quite nice. Very nice. Because we're obtained privateer press's permission to uh, use that image on a dice. Ah, well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, other than that, um, I suppose you should end with uh, some of the discussion of... I, I threw up a, a Twitter post earlier on today asking people what they want us to discuss. Um, Byron likes to say that in future ETCs that uh, new terrain would be very nice, but that's probably a venue issue. Yeah, and that's something I can, I can speak to the venue regarding and, and work with them and, and look at what kind of options we've got around kind of developing a, a terrain pool. Because I mean, it'd be great for me to be able to say, yeah, you know, I've got all this terrain that I can use regardless of where we go. Because, I mean... I don't know. The, the, the terrain element, unfortunately, is not significantly better than the terrain at Firestorm. Um, I, I will not- tell you what the problem is for War Machine with the two big venues in the UK, that is neither of them wants to use uh, flat terrain. Yes. Because um, I know that... Uh, I seem to remember Rob's opinion was... Uh, Rob being the, the guy who owns and runs... Um, Firestorm games. If you're going to use flat terrain, you might as well use two P pieces for models. And yeah. what's the point? Which is, you know, that's fair enough. That's an opinion to hold. 
Um, but, but you know, it's it's everyone's right to have an opinion. Uh, Element Games as well, I think, um, with the amount of money they've put into sort of the upgrading the tables and the venue. Um, yes, 3D terrain does look better if you're going to photograph a venue. Unfortunately, War Machine is a game that works better on flat, um, and it is expensive. You you can't. It, it, it's hard to kit out a whole event with flat terrain. Yeah. So I think that's always kind of going to be the problem with it. Go back to uh, Beasts of Felt. Oh, God, no. No, no, not the felt terrain. Well, oh, this is a nice coaster on the table. No, that's that's a fog bank. Oh, <laughs> okay. So anyway, moving on. See, I do still sometimes use that. Um, something that's, yeah, something that's, that's not too far out of the realm of what we've been discussing. Uh, one of the first questions was from Jacob Graham, um, and he asked for because uh, he's he's running the uh, Midlands Open this weekend, uh, aiming for a 32-player tournament. Currently 28, um, and he's also facing the prospect of potentially having to stop at four rounds instead of the five that he wants, um, and asking for opinions on how people feel uh, uh, you know about the the impact of doing. Um, now, I, I did a sort of TLDR uh, post earlier um, and said, look, Swiss is not a knockout tournament, so if you want to add rounds, uh, you can generally add another two to the number of rounds you play and be mathematically safe. You can sit there and you can make that face all you like, but the fact is that Swiss tournaments are meant to deal with you events. don't have to end up with an X and O winner. Exactly. The they have strength schedule. They have tiebreakers. Now it's just strength of schedule is an absolutely terrible thing, especially if people potentially drop out, and especially depends on how you set your round ones up. And there can be a lot of variable factors in it. I, uh, I would. I would the frustration say- for me is being a professional tournament organizer, this being my day job. <laughs> I really hate not being perfect with it. I'm going to go back to, my, back to the well and dig up the old one. Yes, strength of schedule has some innate, terrible problems, partially in being, for the most part, random in round one, uh, and that potentially knocking you sort of up or like- down. A place or two at the end, but at the end of the day, it's probably the least worst way of doing it. It is probably the least worst way of doing it because in an in you you need the ideal world where everybody is ranked and seeded into the tournament so that you get the the correct round one matchups. And that is a world that nobody wants to fucking live in. We've been there. I'm trying places ahead of you on the rankings. We remember oh. rankings. That was a terrible, terrible decision. I mean, other game systems have tried that. Rankings got nothing good things for the community. Other game systems have tried to have their own equivalents of rankings, such as, uh, I don't know if you remember back in the days of uh, the UDE um, upper deck, um, the upper deck uh, running their tournaments for Yu-Gi-Oh and for WoW TCG and things like that. They had a system where, as a new player, you started with a rating, an effectively ELO rating of 2,500 and moved up and down this hidden ELO that nobody really followed, but it was there in their tournament system. So every tournament system updated. I will say they did publicize that at one point. It was publicized, but actually no one gave a shit, which was fantastic. That was the thing. Um... (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, going back to the question, 
personally, I have no problem with playing over the the amount of rounds needed to get to two X and O. In fact, as you play more rounds, the tiebreakers should be more reflective of actual quality of play. The question should. I have comes down to how serious and competitive the tournament is being regarded as. If the tournament is being there as a prized first place win this big prize tournament, such as your nationals, your ETC and things like that, then going past X and O, I don't think is a good idea. If it's a local tournament, if there's maybe a five pound prize for the local shop or just pride on the line, I've been to a fair few tournaments where there's no prize at all, then there's no harm in it because you're there to play games and have a good day. So play games and have a good day. In a, just, just in a more structured format than rocking up Iron Arena style and being like, hey, want a game? Let's throw down. Why would you draw that distinction between big national tournaments and the local one? Because there is far too, if you went past X and O in a national style, in an ETC style, and then some, and the, the tiebreakers had such an impact that the winners were somebody you would never expect to, to have been there, or it was very clear that somebody who placed second, third, fourth should have been the winners. You, it, it, it then demeans from the whole tournament. It creates an atmosphere around that tournament that frustrates people, that frustrates the players. But just just to take this in the face thing, the winner of the tournament is still the the, the, the first. I don't know what you're doing, Alex. But he's making noise. I don't know what he's doing either. No. <laughs> the winner of the tournament is still the person with the most win. After that, it's going to. But you can have a tie of multiple people at the most wins. You can get to the point where instead of having one or two people at the most wins, you have eight different people with the same wins. Because of, because of the way that once you go past that X and O, you can start to have multiple people on the if, same scores. If, if you go two, three rounds past it, yes. If you go one round past, I think well, there's there's not the chance of that many, I don't think. One round past it, you have a it pair down. If the pair down loses, then you have however many would normally fit. It depends on how long the tournament's gone before it. But in yeah. theory, you can have half as many as won their previous games, which is generally around eight. So you can have five people that are then in contention for winning. <laughs> and that's that's just not a place you want to be. But then you've got the people who are in the final and then the people who faced them in the next round who are going to have massive advantages on the tie break. True. So I, th it's, I, I think looking at it now, that's something that it bears mathematical investigation. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I, I would personally say there is not much of a problem with it. Um, I think if you ever put, like, if you want to guarantee a certain number of games, then split people up into groups, have them play uh, round robin or Swiss, and then do a cut, and then I mean, have everyone else the best of the rest tournament. There are many different, many many different tournaments that you, tournament well, systems that you could you, move you to. You are a huge proponent of the double elimination, for instance. I, do, I like double elimination. I like the idea of having a uh, having two the two days being separate tournaments, where day one is a could be a Swiss, whatever. Cut to top X. Those X teams go through to day two. The others start a second tournament that could be smaller prize or something like that. Um, what we did it, we did it with the Tree Silver Championship Hearthstone, big Hearthstone tournament, uh, thirty grand on the line, and we had the redemption exactly. Hearthstone. But you know that was then on the second day for all the competitors that didn't 
get through to the top the, the top eight. They went into the Redemption Cup that then had three and a half grand on the line. Um, and so they were still playing for something. And it's you still had a equivalent to the Olympic repechage. Yeah. <laughs> where, people, where people who were knocked out of the tournament can still you know, work their way back up into a bronze medal, essentially, by means of an alternate bracket system. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's an interesting format. And there are plenty of other games that do stuff that War Machine doesn't in that, yeah, there is a cut to Top X for Day 2, and everyone else has side events, or um, you know, a, a free play area, or they have uh, something. You've got the Hangar Bay tournaments next week, where if you drop from the main event, you go and play in the Hangar Bay tournaments and win some cool stuff. I mean, one of the interesting ones was Star Wars Destiny did a 10-round tournament, which didn't have enough players to do 10 rounds, so you <laughs> end up with people... like. Most people have dropped the game because because you've gone ten rounds before doing a cut to top eight, uh, cut to top sixteen, I think it was. But it's just you can go past the X and O if you are doing something to then separate on top, and you're using that as a way to differentiate your top players and giving them a chance to drop a game. I'm not a big uh, a big fan of sing- effectively what is single limb, which is what Swiss is, because if you drop a game, you have no chance to win. Meaning, yeah. if you get paired against a very good team early on. Or you have a rough start because you had a rough night the night before, or you had a very long day of travel and you didn't get enough sleep because uh, the hotel's a bit crummy. Anything like that, anything that's outside of your control. Well, the, I, I, will, I will say the that one punishes you for it. Yeah, I will say a few years ago when I was running the UK Games Expo Masters, um, I did actually do some something that was pretty much unheard of for War Machine tournaments at that point, and said, okay. Uh, day one, we're playing Swiss. We're not playing to a winner because we can't in one day. However, at the end of that day, top eight, you'll be called back for day two for um, for just an eight-person Swiss because we can finish that in a day. And everyone else, there is a free three-man team tournament. If you want to join, feel free. Um, if you haven't got enough players, well, we'll mix you up with other players and you can do something that way. And there will be alternate prizes for that. Um, and it worked. People had fun. I will say there were a, a couple of the more competitive people who were very vocal about the fact that X and Ones got let into the top eight for day two. Um, but at the end of the day, it was like, well, it gives you more games for your money, and the person who wins still has to have the best record overall. Yeah, that's very true. It's very, very so, true. And I mean, we've also done... Very similar things with SmogCon, with the way that you have a multiple different qualifiers across the weekend to get into yep. their finals. There's a few different formats out there that are growing. We don't have to stick to Swiss. And in, in fact, the one of the years that Jamie P made it to uh, a big US sort of uh, Masters tournament that required qualifications, he got in there with the next one, I believe. Oh, what was the what was the event called? It used to be in February. TempoCon. Yeah. That was the one. And yeah, because he faced off against JD in the third round. I was like... I... I, I will actually, a, again, go back to something that's been a very big change in the War Machine community. The War Machine community has become, over the years, very resistant to all alternate formats. And I do not know what the, the, where the push has come from. Because, uh, let's take the Welsh Masters of five, six years ago. <laughs> that was an amazing format. Yep. It was six games. You built three 50-point lists and three 35-point lists in old money. Um, and you played each list once. Once and once only over the whole weekend. The final game had locked tables, 
So wherever you were in the standings, you could only move like up or down one at that point. And that was a tremendously fun tournament. Um, two years later, Martin decided to experiment with the format again and got absolutely slaughtered on social media. Um, and I'd really like to know what's caused this change in the it community. Very similar. We used to have Fun, Quick and Dirty existed back in the past. Someone tried to run it this year. It was last year and it just went down and got absolutely slaughtered. For Fun, Quick and Dirty for those who haven't been listening for many years have been going. It was a 15 point in old Mark II money tournament where you brought three 15 point lists uh, and you DNC two, DNC two or DNC one? Um, okay. It was, it was generally over five games. You played your first three, and then you had to drop one list, and you had the other two lists had to be used for your final two games. So, so you DNC one for the first three games, and then drop a list and DNC one again. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that was it. it was a marvelous format. It was, it was fantastic fun. It was a, it was a dumb one day having a laugh, making some crazy stuff work. I mean that that was you know the, the one of those was the tournament where I ended up having to go. Uh, I've put Gordon in a really bad position and had to use my own driller to just throw him backwards at the table. Like, no, you're not killing Macasta this turn. Um, it was it was an absolutely ridiculous format for a tournament, but it just was so much fun. Um, Food Machine, which was a, a great fun system, um, has pretty much died in the UK from what I see. So I, 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 I don't know if Breast Cancer Brawl's still going on either. Like, a lot yeah, of Breast Cancer Brawl definitely still going. One uh, day, I think, seemed to have died out. And we were talking about this before the show as well. I personally missed time turns. There was uh, uh, before um, before Death Clock. Before let, let, let me uh, just interject briefly. Sorry, Jacob, we've gone off topic, but this is interesting. So, uh, <laughs> um, we used to have time turns tournaments that you could do various things with. It started off as a with a default time was fifteen minute time turns. I think maybe it was twelve minute time turns, something around that region with a three minute extension. Twelve, I think. Twelve with a three-minute extension, I think, was what we Something used to like play. That. And then the we slowly brought them into the place. Slowly brought them into a point where we were playing seven minutes with a two-minute extension. Uh, that was hardcore. It went yeah. ten minutes was the final turn, like the five-minute extension. And just playing the game at that sort of speed. Yes, there were things that weren't favourable. Yes, there were certain casters that had a disadvantage in time turns, like trying to play striker two and feeting and having to redo everything wasn't really feasible without blowing your extension on that turn. But you planned for that and you played around it and it was it was interesting and different, but we don't have those anymore. Everything is steamroller, 75 points, death clock, and unless you're in Bristol, it's standard death clock instead of 50-minute death clock. Which, by the way, if you're not playing 50-minute death clock, play it. Because I guarantee you, the next time you go to one hour on your death clock, you'll just be there going, this seems a bit long. Because in 50 minutes, you can get a game done. Well, 50 minutes on each side of the clock. Plus, at Bristol, it pretty much allows for almost an extra round to be put in. Or for everyone to go home while it's still light. Um... Yeah, uh, I, I kind of have the feeling this is this is gr uh, grumpy old men shouting at a cloud. Um, I am quite happy to be that grumpy old man shouting at a cloud um, because in my day things were better. Um, but there I you go. Miss the interaction and miss the fun. I miss sitting opposite a player and doing things like one after the other 
rather than the point. I mean, you you saw it before I did because when when death when Deathlock first came in, I was okay with it. You were not particularly happy with it, Mike, because you said it took away from the interaction. And I think we're like four years on now, and I'm finally fucking tired of just my opponents taking forty minutes to do whatever while I sit there and just sleep. Yeah, I don't I don't like that time uh, with the with the interaction with the community as it is right now i did i did have a so in one of the games that i played it was quite funny the guy was nice as pie to me uh while we were playing and then right at the end just as uh we were wrapping up he uh one of his mates came over and he goes oh how did you do oh i just utterly crushed him just like that just like i wasn't there i love i love i love the community (laughs) what a a nice human being <laughs> he, um, well, he was nice. Scrub. Yeah, it was just <laughs> get out. Yeah, you are one step away from get good. I, um, I, 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 it was a nice enough guy. It might have been just you know bants yeah. and all that jazz, but I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 as Nick has said, I, I complained about Death Clock from the start, and I said it would be a problem. And I, th- having judged games, I have within the last six months um, seen someone play the most miserable game of War Machine ever, which involved a 50-minute turn, which at the end of it resulted in three failed dice rolls and a shake of the hands to say, yep, I lose because I can't assassinate you and I'm just going to lose on clock. Whereas I remember the classic games of John Webb running Gatsby around the table <laughs> during time turns, just running his his his, his, his caster away because his opponent couldn't finish the scenario because his yeah. opponent's um, his opponent's army was so massacred that they just had to keep running around in this circle while the Benny Hill music played in the background. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm- um, don't don't get me wrong. Time turns has its own flaws, and the, the one that gets me, and interestingly enough, this is something that's I believe returned in Steamroller under Death Clock for this year, um, where you can get a couple of points up on scenario and camp. Um, yeah, I remember those. Um, I, I would say that's using the scenario to its fullest advantage. Admittedly, because I won a lot on dice down. Oh look, I'm a scenario point up. Um, well, that that can be in itself uh, a disgruntling way of playing well, as well. Um, I was going to say, but the other option is, I'm going to build a list that you're not going to be able to kill in an hour, and it's going to contest scenario the entire time. Mm. Um, so, I... I, I liked um, I liked um, time turns yeah. personally. I, I I can see the appeal of Death Clock, the idea of having lots of time to think stuff through, but time turns as well generally went with the places that I played as well. Yeah. They were they were very community. It was very like oh you know uh, I've got I've got to do all this in a certain amount of time, and you were laughing, you were joking. The game I was, was say, once you've done the seven minute turns for mm. a regular army that 10 minutes feels pretty spacious mm. yeah. um so having come down from 15 to 10 over the years so matt, matt asks a very good question of is steam is steamroller being so good an overarching potential for the reason that we're feeling this way is it that steamroller's too good and that's why the gate that's why people think the game has to be played this exact way because steamroller is the way to play the game no that's a very good question. I'd say no. Or fundamentally, that there I mean, are... I, I have to disagree and say I think yes. I think when previously 
back when you very first started playing the game, we did some battle box games. We played on your kitchen table, Mike. Uh, yeah. We didn't really play scenarios back then. And nope. then Steamroller improved over the years and the years. And if I was to introduce a new player to it, maybe not now, but like six months ago, I would have introduced them to Steamroller straight away and to scenarios straight away yeah. and to the Steamroller framework. Yeah, you you can argue that, but if it's so good, then why are so many people now dropping out of playing tournaments like this? Because they find the format quite stagnant. It's gone. But are people I've... still playing the game then casually? Are they playing the game just with their friends without Steamroller, or are they just I, dropping it's, it's, the I know, game? because they want tournament practice. That, that every is literally... time, every time someone went on the forums and said, "I'm having trouble with the game." I just can't kill my opponent's caster. The first response on the forums and on, on Reddit was always, are you playing scenarios? And it was it was always the first one of, oh, if you're going to play, here's the steamroller pack. And uh, to be honest, it's a really good question of if it is steamroller being so good that's stifling the game. No, because there's no, there's no, the, the, it's not that steamroller is so good that it's stifling the game. There are very limited alternatives to steamroller that PP have put out and properly supported, uh, such as um, thematic, story-based, uh, driven narrative games. They they've never been that great. I, I would been... actually, I would actually argue that the ones that PP have put out for uh, release events and stuff like that that have been those thematic ones have generally been fairly mm. um, because we've put them out at SmogCon uh, before mm. and there's been there's been scenarios I've worked on, there's been scenarios that uh, Jim Stark's worked on, that other people have worked on the ones that people come back and com have complained about have actually been the PP release scenarios mm. every single I, time I, I think they got a good thing with Steamroller, they milked it and I don't think that they have been able to evolve something uh, on a level with it, which is where we are at the moment, which you could... But, but I, I was going to say, but why do you need something on a level with it? I'm not quite... Because you need alternatives. You need something to... You, you need the game to be... Do you mean something in the narrative space? I, I mean something to sit alongside Steamroller. Uh, uh, I, 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 Benj, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you mean, and I'm... Something alongside Steamroller, I don't know where you're going with that. But uh, alongside Steamroller is in another format to play, another option for people to play with these models, apart from just assassinating each other. Narrative is one they, example. They, they did have them. They, ha they had hardcore as a, a really viable thing. Yeah, and they killed it. Just we, seems to have gone away. We previously I, played campaign tournaments. Both me and you took part in one, yes, Mike. One down near Bath was tremendous legion of snake eyes it was a fantastic campaign weekend and i and played the one in those London. have gone away is such a loss yeah but they've they've killed they've killed things in favor of the steam yeah, so people had nothing to do with the campaign was, weekend no no no, no i'm PP, talking it was purely community no i'm not talking about that i'm talking about things like bonding to warjacks you know doing evolution of characters and and stuff that was in the mark one books that made it a little bit less some of it might have been bonkers, yes, and probably well, not. Well, arguably there, they've taken that out, they've put that in the RPG, which functions off very much the same backbone. I would argue that some of, those, some of those bonds and some of the stuff like that is better dealt with in the RPG. Uh, I can, you can agree. 
Yeah, you can say that, and I can say that I quite like that flavor of adding. That's why, like people like Warhammer, they can build the armies, they can add stuff, the war gear, the stuff to them. I'm just coming up with Ooh. alternatives to people now, leaving. If, the... if, yeah, sorry. Saying that one, that's that's something I fundamentally disagree with. Um, part of the appeal for for War Machine for me is the fact that I can look at a model across the table. I can see the counters down in front of it for, you know, it's got this spell on it and they're doing this action. Um, I don't have to worry. It's like, uh, is that squad equipped with bolters? Does it have a flamer? Is, the, is there a plasma weapon hiding at the back? Do they have crack mm. grenades? Do they have frag grenades? I don't have any of that. Again, you're going to the extreme. I was, again, talking about bombs as, a, as, a, as an example of that. You're also talking about the customers. I realize I'm kind of going a bit reductio ad absurdum there. Yeah, but but that was my experience of 40k. But there's but, nothing stopping somebody if they were to run one of these campaign weekends in reviving those rules and potentially changing them up for the current editions of War Machine and Hordes. Like there, there is they could do that. There was lots and lots of added rules, especially in the uh, actually in both both Legion of the Snake Eyes and in the one that was run down in London. I can't remember. It was the boosted damage one that John. And, uh, uh, campaign weekend Tandalon, yeah Tandalon, that was where it was run um they, they had their own custom rules for things that were just in that setting and were explained and they had made additional yeah, cards the, the scenery that was everyone on fire and and there was the docks where you could um where there was the no. distance you might shake into the water no, not docks the Never dragon docks. the dragon pendant that my Haley decided she wanted to to use her, oh my god, brain melting. Yes, I remember you watching her melt after defeating in the middle of six so different I have, I have six different armies that are all controlled by Epic Haley, and I decide which one activates in which order, and now I need to work out the combination. Brain melt. Anyway. But but, but then, if if that, that stuff has... Is it a different kind of player that expects Steamroller now? I mean, well, look how many people were at the, talk, at the talks in there about the universe and, and that, uh, at, say, Smogcom, where they had access to the people who were actually, you know, the guardians of the fluff. And those those talks have somewhat diminished over uh, the two years that they were run. The numbers did reduce significantly as more people were more about the tournaments, more about than they were getting involved with narrative gameplay. I, didn't, I mean, I have no idea where we are with this Holden uh, uh, example. Apparently, that's going to be finished this lock and load, this, uh, you know, how many communities participated in that. Was there, an, you know, there was no nationwide efforts, basically, to see. Everything just seems now kind of throwaway and replaced by Steamroller. But that's just my kind of opinion. It has steamrollered everything out of existence. But, but it is definitely the community that drive that, that yeah, drive yeah. Steamroller to be that. And the, why would you drive something like Steamroller to be your number one play experience if it wasn't so damn good? Because yeah. it, interestingly, uh, as well, Steamroller has a, in fact, even Steamrolled over Iron Gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. The problem with the Steamroller framework is too good. And I and I think Matt was, was correct there that we I, I, I just that as the base game now. I just think we stopped looking for something to to stand alongside it or to to complement it. We just settled for it, and and I don't think it's. I, mean, correct. I think I think partially right because the people who were running those narrative campaign weekends have largely left the game now. 
Um, I, uh, for instance, I'm still vaguely in contact through someone else with the, the guy who ran uh, the Legion of Snake Eyes one. Um, he is uh, at Sad Muppets in Basingstoke. Um, he's moved on to X-Wing, for instance. Mm. Um, you've got uh, John Snape, who ran uh, the one in London. Uh, who's long since departed the game. So are we just looking for a community figure to, to run some new events? And would the community even accept them anymore? No, because... It's a very interesting question, and I'm just not sure. I, I don't think so, because I, th I, th I think what's left of the community isn't really strong enough now to start experimenting. People want their steam... The people that are left want their steamroller, and they, uh, they want to play say, that ad nauseum. It was, it was not always so, because looking at the people who attended those campaign weekends and who attended uh, FQD and who went to the Welsh Open where it was just a ridiculous format, um, you have some of the most um, long-playing members of the community and some of the most devoted members of the community. Um, for, for, for that campaign, campaign weekend near Bath, that was actually where I met Ryan Evans. Um, because he brought a circle along um, to a fully painted campaign weekend. We had a great time. Could some of this also be the more recent proliferation of Masters events? Because back in the day, back when all these events were running, we had one Masters event. We had year. no Masters events. Masters events no, we were one. American only. No, no there no, was no, one Masters. No, no. We was had there? one Masters okay. with UK Games Expo. UK Games Expo. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Sorry. And which, which had a Hordes Masters and a War Machine Masters. That, that was in the very beginning, but uh, I think from when I, when I first played... Maybe, Where people uh, turned up and went, time turns? You mean you play with a clock? That was, uh, yeah, that was an interesting year. And where Alex met a door. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that was, yeah, I think that, that one was the door, yeah. And, uh, it could have been the car keys, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a couple of... Uh, <laughs> um, again, this is somewhat... Like evolved from where we were, comment-wise, but yeah, I, I think it was a really good question. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> it has provoked conversation. It it definitely has. It it stirred passions. Yeah. Well, I think that that's the thing. We're we're all uh, passionate players in our own way. Um, how much we get to play and how much we choose to play has somewhat changed throughout the years. Um, but we're all still here. Just about. <laughs> Just about. Can't afford 40k. Not interested in it at the moment. Join me in Star Wars Destiny, Ben. No, because I can't get. I can't get behind dice. Just rolling dice games. They never. I mean, you can't get behind rolling dice games. Playing no. your machine. Well, yeah, the dice facilitate models on a table doing stuff. These not... dice facilitate cards on a table doing stuff. There's no models. I mean, there can be models if you want to bring models. And those dice do look very low effort. Like They're really not. Okay, yes, I will grant you the same thing. I looked at the Star Wars Destiny dice and I thought they were cheap. I thought they were stickers on a dice, but they're not. They're actually really well made and really hard to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you been trying to destroy? annoyed just put a blowtorch over the table. Yeah. I just wondered how, how hard it would be to destroy these dice. Actually, they're really, they're really fucking hard really? to destroy. Yeah, okay. they're not as cheap. They've made them so big so that you can clearly see them across the table, which is a gameplay thing. They made them bright colours. Not sure I agree with it, but once again, it's a visual thing and it's to differentiate between the different styles. 
but the the game plays really well and the cards are fantastic have some fantastic art on them so i could i just 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 ignore the dice just look at what symbols on them okay well we we, we could move on to uh other things in the in the list but there's uh th- th- there's not too many i'll, I'll just address some quick points at, at this point if i can um terry you're wrong runny eggs are the spawn of satan um eggs are the spawn of satan but now, now I've got a critical egg, role. Terry. Egg, eggs, eggs should be boiled for, Terry. for no less than seven minutes. I mean, all eggs should just be not consumed. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Richard Dean asked about uh, mercenaries and minions in Theme Forces, which we're not discussing because it's CID, and I want a month off CID. That's what's, it. What's CID, precious? Exactly. Um, we, oh, yes, we had um, Jun talking about L5R hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. I want that the fuck rings. Are out. Oh my god. It, it looks really good. Yeah. Is it here yet? Where is it, Fantasy Flight? Give it to me. September. Uh, interesting. Um, again, Legend of the Five Rings, it's a card game based on an older CCG. It's turning into an LCG based around a sort of fictionalized Japan. Um, and it looks to be been rebooted in a very nice and graphically lovely way. Um, I mean, it has always been a very pretty game, and oh, there's yeah. some things that I really hope they have kept in, uh, such as you bow to your opponent, uh, <laughs> and you, you pass if, them the ball. they've included the cavalry and the navy rules, I am flipping just, the table on game one. Just as long as they've... they've. The, I mean, the problem with the game is that it went on for far too long and had far too many keywords, <coughs> Magic the Gathering, um, <laughs> That all did the same thing in different ways, and some of them were hideously complicated I mean, that you had to consult a rule book for. You, you remember that four-player game at my house? Yes, and we did play, okay. unfortunately, with somebody who not had analysis paralysis. But For, for so. reference, we were playing on roughly a six-by-four table. If there were more than six square inches across that whole table that were not either mm-hmm. cards or the board for this multiplayer version, then I would be surprised. And, and then in the end, someone went, you know what, I'm going to attack and just figure out what happens. And it just became this whole thing of, right, these guys are going to this battlefield, these guys are going here, these guys are going here. And then the other person went, okay, um, I duel that guy before he arrives and he dies, and then I'm going to bow these two and dishonor that guy and do this and this and this and this and this and this. And this. Right, I've got no cards left, but you're attacking with no one. Pass it to the next person who then just destroys their provinces. And it's like, ah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's the same thing that, you, that happens in like Mortal Kombat, Magic the Gathering, and things like that. But hopefully they've fixed a lot True. of that. Hopefully they've they've done that. One question I don't know if we've seen the answer to. Now it's coming out in LCG format, which other things like Netrunner have. One of the things that really annoyed me with Netrunner is the starter had certain cards that were only one ofs or two ofs or something like that. So you had to buy. FFG, you'll need to buy three. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Fuck you, FFG. <laughs> Um, Fuck you and your money-making models. Oh, FFG, I love their games. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely, I, I adore X-Wing, and, and, and it is a fantastic game. But the fact that you have to buy, with every expansion, at least one of every ship, regardless if you play that faction or not, um, is the greatest annoyance about the game. And it carries on with all their stuff in that you need at least two of the starter box because, well, otherwise you don't have enough for a two-player game for a start. Um, but also they put those cards where there's only one of or two of in there. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and there were things like annoyances with the start, like, for instance, in X-Wing. If you bought two of the starters, okay, your, your Rebel player has two X-Wings. But they don't have the wedge card, because the wedge card is only in the, the X-Wing that's sold separately. So then you need to buy a third one of those to I have mean, your full selection of parts. But then you've got, like, four of some of the named pilots when you can only ever use one, and, oh. I mean, there is eBay. People do. Yes, there is a thriving... That, 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 that destroys the point of an LCG. The idea of an LCG is that you should be able to buy one box which has everything you need in it, yeah. and each each time they release a new one, you buy that new box, which which in the in the later expansions or tends to be fine. It's just in the big boxes where they put one-offs in there, and it's like... Oh no, I understand that. I was more. Did learn with Netrunner, in that um, like the first big box expansion, they did include a playset of every card. Um, Now, admittedly, that was towards the end of my tenure of playing Netrunner, which is a fantastic game, but makes my brain melt. I can't mentally deal with that game. I love the game. I just didn't have anyone to play with. Uh, I I found the game okay. It's just a few instances that I did play. It was just net decks and yeah. There's nothing wrong with net decks in a game like that because you play the. It's how you play. It's the same thing with a net list in War Machine and Hordes, where when you when you're starting major difference. When you're starting with a limited card pool, it's a bit of a a a put off. Well, Um, in theory, everyone has the same card pool because you're not opening blind packs to get yep. cards or having to pay big money for big money cards. You're no. putting a set amount down for your expansions, which if you are playing at the start or playing with the same people, they should be buying, and you make an agreement to not buy a new expansion so everyone can afford it. Or As I was saying, Nick, that, that didn't happen, so yeah. yeah well, that's, I got, that's I got a great <laughs> shell game, which is all from the first expansion anyway. Mm. Yes. A, a good fun game, but just brain, no can't deal no we had a we had a chap that was far too ahead in expansions um that that played with at work and it just uh yeah wasn't wasn't in the mood to throw down a lot of money just to catch up so. well anyway for 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 l5r um forever does play will be starting on even playing field okay um i'll try to see if there's any other questions in the thread and bl- oh should washing machines be in kitchens? Maybe. Mine is. I mean, mine is. Mine is. Mine is. Mine is here, <laughs> but in Blockswitch, when I go to my parents, it's in the utility room. So I mean, I don't have a utility has. room. And my, my kitchen is also my dining room because they're all one open plan room. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Rich Dean's asked for spelling it out. That's not happening. Uh, what would you like us to spell? Are some ways of winning? I think this can be the last one for the evening because uh, I don't want to sleep. Um, Are some ways of winning the game more satisfying than others? Scenario versus assassination versus clock. Making someone cry. (laughs) Well, Benj said as a terrible person. Oh wait. (laughs) No, I don't know. Yes. Yes. But it's all down to circumstance. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. What are you doing, Alex? Can you stop loading up your dishwasher with your kitchen utensils? I thought I was on mute. I'm sorry. Is his dishwasher <laughs> in the kitchen? 
<laughs> his washing machine, whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, um, there are times where getting that one in a million assassination last chance off. It, it's it's the Dave Payton. I've lost, but let me try this one thing, and then it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just so satisfying <laughs> when something like that happens. Um, the same with a scenario. When you are totally up against it, either your opponent's four uh, scenario points up at the same time as you are, or your opponent has got a 99% chance of an assassination next turn, and you pull off the scenario win. There, there's just those, those times. It's not necessarily about the way you win, but I always say clock is the worst way to win. 100% it never feels satisfying to win on clock because it doesn't feel like you beat your opponent. Yeah. It feels I, I, like the I, rules beat your opponent. I will say in, in my last game in Bristol, I, I did abuse the clock because it, it, it is a function of the game that's there to be used. Um, you know, I'd got the remnants of my McBain army, which was like one Warjack, a couple of solos, two Kayazi, some bits and pieces, essentially. Um, the guy I was playing against, he got uh, was uh, Byron, I think. Um, he got his um, colossal. He got the battle engine for Sirius, caster, a couple of other bits and pieces. Points are huge in his favour. But right near the end of the game, I kind of okay pulled off um, killing one battle engine on one side, shifted everything over to that side of the table where I could dominate a friendly zone, and he's got. Massive forest in the way. His caster is way away from his zone. He can't do anything other than pretty much... He's kind of sat there going, well, I've got 10 minutes left on the clock. I can't do anything on scenario. Yeah, I guess you win. Which is hugely demoralizing because in any fair format of the game, he had me dead to rights. I, I was beaten. I've got nothing left. Um, but just sticking yourself in a zone sometimes and going, can you kill me? Seems to work. So, so I kind of agree. Yeah, clock is the worst way to win. I'll still take it if it's there, but um, I'd say for me personally, winning in a clever wound scenario is probably the most satisfying because more than assassination, that's the point where you feel you've outplayed someone. You may not have, but it makes you feel that way. Again, I've killed people. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> take that out of context there. Again, I've killed people. That's why I'm trying quiet. Oh, I got an assassination. I killed people. <laughs> yep. I've always found assassination to be the hardest thing in the game to do. All because right. even even with the the stupid um, oh the the, the 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 rockets for Mercs, just going okay, uh, Magnus knocks your caster down and I uh, get something on you and you die. That that doesn't work like ninety five percent of the time for me. So I should try Signal, mate. Signal is really good at assassinating people. I'd still screw it up. That's that's why that's why my games are so attrition heavy. It's really bizarre that the two of us started at the same time, played against each other quite regularly. Yeah, I am more heavily an assassination player, and you are more heavily a scenario player. Yeah, even my <laughs> Alex Lundishrush again. Yes, even my Karchev list in Mark II, which is like three Warjacks, loads of elite solos, that won more games on scenario than it did anything else. Because it was just able to go in and go, yup, this is my scenario zone. There are three heavy warjacks in it. One of them is armor 24. What are you going to do? And just watching people try to figure out the puzzle that was, oh, um, hang on. Especially the ones who went, ah, oh, Karchev, he's armor 24. This Molik Khan should be able to kill him. 
No. Admittedly, the reverse also happened when someone went, yeah, I've got an ignited Mollet Khan that's got all these extra things. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that, that just kills him. So it was always interesting watching people figure some of that stuff out. Um, yeah, compared to Ben, you just crush his hopes and dreams. I've never done that because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> what being a human being? You've won, a, you've won a team tournament. You came second in another. Mm-hmm. You clearly crushed some hopes and dreams. Hope. Along the sent opponents home crying. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think it's time for a, a brief any other business, unless anyone's got kind of anything more to say on any of our topic. No, nope? okay, any other business, Alex? Not really. Excellent, Benj. Any other business? No. Okay, sir. This is terrible. This is the worst segment. Uh, I'm I'm playing Valkyria Chronicles at the moment. Oh no, Valkyria Revolution. Sorry, that's the one, the new one. See, look, I could have been playing Fire Pro Wrestling all podcast mm-hmm. and you know <sighs> i mean the disadvantage mike is that me and you have a have our cameras on so people can see what we're doing so if we yeah. were just casually playing consoles people would know see it's just a complete lack of um dedication no, i'm playing hearthstone right now i mean anyway. exactly so so nick any other business i mean no i've recently been playing through final fantasy 15 been quite enjoying that game um, we're playing Final Fantasy fourteen, quite enjoying that game. Go see Spider Man Homecoming, fucking awesome film. Make sure to stay. There are two post credit 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 scenes. Watch them both. Okay. Well, you should do that one for me, Nick. Thanks a lot. What they're being post they're being post credit scenes in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah, well well make sure you stay for well, them. There's not always two. Yeah. So uh, for, for my any other business, um, my local club has recently picked up a, a an X-wing uh, campaign, which it's two hundred fifty points of non-character pilots, and they grow throughout the campaign. It's scenario-based, unlike almost any anything else in X-wing. Um, it's really fun. Uh, it's available from the FFG X-Wing forums. It's going to be run at Gen Con as a narrative event. Um, I had a real hoot on Monday playing a mission where you had to sort of slice into various satellites and get a transmission away. Um, and it was very odd because it led to a game where there were four Y-Wings on the table, none of which had a twin laser turret. Um, we also had an E-Wing, a Kirax, and an M3A, which... These well, are ships that just do not see the table a lot. I'm oh, sorry, I'm boring you. Oh, but yeah. Good. Um, and yeah, it's it's a it's a really fun environment to play in, and if you've got a group of X-Wing players, I would heartily recommend playing it if you're a bit sick of 100 points timed games, which actually, now I think about it, does kind of feed back into the warm sheet topic a little. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> oops. It's like, it's like the X-Wing community is the complete opposite of the War Machine community, where they don't play scenarios, they play 100-point timed games, and the way to make it better is to play some scenarios. Yeah, there we go. Fuck. But these are player-created scenarios for a narrative campaign that are changing week by week and have like completely unbalanced lists. Like next week, one of us is going in with 130 points against 120 points, and there's a there's a large ship on the imperial side trying to get a prisoner across the board. And it's 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 interesting scenarios like that that are pretty much the antithesis mechanically of the war machine ones because 
they're willing to be unbalanced and just do odd things. So anyway, that's enough. Um, if no one else has anything else to say, I think it's probably time for Alex to sign us off. You've been listening to Elite Card Journey, the Horizon Machine podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I've been Alex. I've been Mike. I've been Kurt and Nick. <laughs> I've been Ben. You've been a quitter. Yeah, I quit. I quit everything. Yeah, not this podcast, seemingly. Not yet. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Say goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick. Listen to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash elite cadre. Music provided by Martin de Bont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, in a world of perfect production and seamless transitions, we bring you the chaos that lurks beneath the surface. These are the Easter eggs. I've watched the first episode. It's quite funny. Yeah, you should watch it. Fantastic. I've just picked it up on Sunday and I finished it earlier today. Like, holy shit, it's so good. I I actually enjoyed it. It's it's funny because I enjoy nothing. So what you do with the community... (laughs) You take the community and you set it on fire and you start all over again. Anyway. Welcome to Elite Cadre. (laughs) <laughs> Where we are the gasoline on the war machine community. Apparently. I'm the match. Right, well, uh, in addition to all, uh, we probably want to talk about... Um, I'm in tin, I'm tin con- please don't swipe right. What? 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 What, what do we what? want to talk about? Smogcon stroke Bonescon. Yeah, probably. It's not called Smogcon anymore. It's Bonescon. The, the bones have risen from the smog? Something? The corpse of Smogcon? The bones of... My know. my boner has risen from the smog. Oh god! Sorry, I'm out. Bye. What, enjoy why the, enjoy the... things so terrible, Benj. Because I am terrible. I am literally terrible. I, I started. started. <laughs> oh wow! The the, the smogcon Twitter feed appears to have been deleted. So all there is now is the Bonescon Twitter feed with one tweet. What's yep. it say? Welcome to Bonescon. <laughs> Oh dear. Can I delete the Elite Cadre Twitter and just put welcome to Elite Cadre? I will burn your face off. <laughs> or just just can our final tweet when we inevitably give up just be you've been listening to Elite Cadre. Uh, I thought I've
just, just release a, no, just release a fake episode one hundred and one, which is like you know, just us all saying goodbye for ten minutes. <laughs> I really thought say goodbye, uh, Quir. I thought maybe it'd be a bit of a struggle to get this one after <laughs> after the. Uh, you made me a promise that I could call you quitter all night. Like, yeah, but I didn't imagine it'd be that. I thought we'd take, we'd take longer, we'd take more medication, we'd see psychiatrists, and then we'd come back and maybe talk about War Machine. I don't know. Trying to find some of the information for BonesCon is just... Oh. Maybe, 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 maybe it's not real. It is, but there's very little described about it, because it's like, I know somewhere there's a list of the games that have been confirmed for it. It's in the website somewhere. I think it was on the Smog Facebook. Um, however, that may not exist anymore. Yeah, this is kind of the problem. I'm going to go get a drink of oh, gin. Smog. I mean, Smog on Facebook still exists. Oh, we know it doesn't. <laughs> says, Sorry, this content is not available. No, John's deleted oh, all Why not Norbert. just rename the old Norbert. stuff, John? Just rename Norbert. it. Um, put a post up um, on Saturday. Uh, saying both and I seen in the SmogCon page about all game system and we'll likely see next February. Washing, and we can imagine hauling with that. Uh, Malifaux, uh, Mike's Malifaux's Madness, follow on to DAFCON, Drop Zone, uh, currently in negotiation but pretty much confirmed. And I know Infinity has been confirmed. Uh, but she, the conversation. Is Alex a robot for anyone else? He's breaking up terribly. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think it was purely an okay. issue of hearing you. I think it's a bandwidth issue. Yeah, it was the internet rather than. Microphone. Brilliant. So, where did where did you hear up to? What did you get? What did we you get? got Malifo, Malifool's Madness, the Dafcon thing, Drop Zone, Infinity. Uh, Bushido is pretty much kind of negotiation. Um, yeah. I think forty k may have been confirmed. Um, conversations are being had with Wild West Exodus, Steamforged, Fallout, Action Cthulhu, and on the list is Age of Sigmar, Blood Bowl. And Gates Vantaris. Ah, there we go. I've, yeah, I found the tweets now. Gates of what? Gates Vantaris. Rick Priestley's um, future <laughs> combat game. Not 40. Okay. It's definitely not 40k. It's and definitely it, not 40k. And it's right. definitely not where Age of Sigmar nicked its ideas from. Okay. Because, you know, the whole thing about Gates Vantaris is that you have various worlds that have gates to this one central place where there's conflict, which oh. is completely separate from the reality bubbles of Edge of Sigma. Yeah, totally. Totally. I'm going to do my sarcasm face now. I can't see it. You can't see a lot of things. You're, you're talking over his sarcasm face. How could you? I'm playing Hearthstone. That's how. Oh, why are you playing Hearthstone, Benj? Be because I hate myself. But... Um... Because they're bringing Death Knights into the game and it'll make it good. Yeah, I just... I, I 44 99 to throw down on that. It's a lot of money. Hearthstone. It's like a TCG for people who can't get TCGs. I don't get TCGs. Just, I don't have friends to I play mean, TCGs with. Me, it still annoys me. I don't, I don't have friends to play TCGs with. I hate just <laughs> the way that that game is made. Why? If it, if it allows you to do three ofs and took it up to 40 cards a deck, I might be able to get along with it. But two ofs and 30 cards is just like, whatever. I just can't handle deck building in that environment. It's not interesting. Right, so. I have um, the tweets from Dr. Norbert. We have the dates for BonesCon. Uh, all I need now Bones, is the tweets. calling Captain Bones, Captain Bones. What? It, uh, no, no. <laughs> no. 
Why not? I, I'm, I'm going to go with because. Right Great, he's out and start. Um, right, I'll scroll down the Twitter feed to the point where we start getting asked questions, which was a long time ago. So if we do Bones Con, then have a quick talk about the ETC, then go through the questions people asked us. That should be a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. What? Okay. What's a podcast? What's a podcast? Oh. Who's binging? Bing. Cut. And mute. <laughs> For eight hours. Right, you can't hear us for eight hours. Quick, let's get to the Facebook group. I could be playing Fire Pro Wrestling right now. What is Fire Pro Wrestling? It, it's a video game. There's a there's a um, Lucha Forever in Southampton. I'm going to try and come off this. Come back on you in one second. I don't know if that's oh, anything of interest for you, Mike. Sorry, I, I couldn't hear you. Oh, all right. What did you say? I said there's a, a wrestling thing, Lucha Forever, that's in Southampton. Okay, not one I've heard of. It's the end of the month. Not sure if that's of any interest. I just linked it to you. Cool, thank you. It's got Pete done. Ooh, okay. Can you hear me any better now? Uh, you're a bit fuzzy. Sound like you're in a fishbowl. Uh, I don't think it's going to get any better, Alex. It's still on your connection. But September. It, you're not breaking up. Okay. So that's one thing. Right. So are we all clear on what we're doing. What we do? Excellent. No, seriously, what, what was decided? I was getting a drink. The bit that we talked about while you were here? Oh, okay. About five minutes ago, Bench? Right. That you weren't listening to because you're a terrible person who plays Hearthstone? I guess so. Yes. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> there we go. That's a podcast. It could be. some stuff. What else could it be apart from the podcast? It could just be four people shouting at each other over the internet. I thought we did that. We don't shout at each other. Not yet. Unless you're making random noises in the background. Benj. I'm not making random noises in the background. We heard that microphone. What? I was getting a drink. Mm-hmm. And I put it well, down. Anyway, I'm going to go. Okay. Uh, it's quite I love you all. Bye. I love you too. Bye. Yeah, Guess I'll go back to playing Final Fantasy. Bye. Sir. I thought that went decently well. Why are we still live? We're still live because I haven't pressed the stop broadcast button yet. Um, because normally before then, I thank the uh, the live studio audience. There were six, <laughs> there were six of them today. Uh, up to seven at one point. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we clearly still have, okay, maybe one fan listening in seven times, but... No, uh, no, no. No, 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 no. There was some, there was some, there was some discussion between... Uh, I don't, is it Iska? Is that how you say it? Iska Dell? And Byron and Matt, so there were at least three. Yeah. What were they discussing? Uh, they were they were unsubscribing because of because uh, of Mike's opinions on egg. Hooray! <laughs> they were throwing some some questions out there. We read Matt's. Iska sent another one, which I've added to the chat for next time we do, which is about faction balance and the size of factions and options in factions. Um, oh, oh, that's go- that's going to be a nice quiet topic. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm a lot that, of my that, friends. That, 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 Terry, apparently Iska is Terry. Oh, okay. Um, some of my some of my friends have complained about f- faction bloat, and then you think about it, like, well, actually, is there faction bloat when you only take a small percentage of the faction because the rest of it's in the bin, <laughs> or is but currently unplayable? But, but is it that you just take the top percentage of a faction regardless because that's the best, and the rest of the faction would potentially be viable. I'm looking at you here, Signa. Um, but it just doesn't you, you, seem the light of day. Away preview content for next time. <laughs> there is lots to discuss here. 
I, I'm pretty sure we've we've trod that ground in Mark II before. I think and so. Yeah, basically half the size of what they are now. I know. Well, except for Mercs, because Mercs don't care. Oh, care. no one cares about Mercs. Anyway. Fuck you, Benj. Fuck That's you. Right. It's all right. Who plays With Mercs? Who's the, big, who's the big name that plays Mercs these days? Come on. Uh, Kev... Br- oh, wait. No. Oh, no. no. The pundit, Kev, Kev Brian. That bloke is from Oxford with you. Who? He's a deep player and plays Mercs. Oh, no. He, he plays Mercs occasionally. Now he's bounced a circle. Oh. At least I get variety in factions whenever I play him, because every other week he's playing something else. Although his circle is very nicely painted, so um, that is a, a pleasure. You'll be happy to, be. to see it on the table. It is really nice. Um, uh, he just finished his Loki quite recently, and that that was a. I mean, that's a really nice model as it is. But it was a really good painting. Oh, the the chain weapon and shield. Yeah, yeah. the carrot character, War Beast. Yeah, uh, I bought some circle actually to start. Um, okay. I brought a uh, Chromac one. Um, I, I really should do something with my circle. You've got circle? Yeah, I've got quite a bit of circle. You, you should just give it to me. It's fine. This, this is the, I've, I've put it on the table a couple of times. Um, admittedly, one ended with a, almost a rage crit against Nick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nemo uh, had his day. That... that if you want to look, for, there are two examples in my lifetime where I have been severely tilted in a game. Mm. That one against Nick was one of them, where I so very nearly walked away from the table, and it was entirely on me because I was being a dick about things. Mm. Um, the other one was against Jim Stark, where you'd got... Dave and Tim just looking over <laughs> every five minutes uh, as, as he slowly made me more and more angry throughout the entire game. Because was that because of the way he was playing, or just because it's Jimmy? It was. You or know those games where every time you're trying to do something at exactly the wrong moment, someone interrupts you with a question, yeah, or, or just kind of states a rule wrong at you, and every time you ask them their rules, they slightly misquote them. Mm. It was one of those games, okay, and okay. I was slowly building to a table flip moment, it, up to the point where I had to leave the building for five minutes just to kind of take a breath of outside air and just calm down. Nah, you should have gone full Hulk. I don't I don't like to do that, Benj. I like to stay in my very pleasant zen place where I can be nice to everyone. I, what I'd like to do is do that immortal line and just turn around so then we can just go, and they go, what's... What's your secret? How do you keep it in control? It's just go, I'm always angry. And then just walk away and hulk out. Or bulk out, whichever. If it yours would be, I'm always depressed. <laughs> I'm always clinically depressed. Oh, And then just walk away. We think the world of you, Benj. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> Find someone better. <laughs> Oh, di- oh, this new Hearthstone expansion has got me really in a tiz of a pickle. Because I fucking hate the game. Much like I hate every game, but I still want to throw money at it. So, I'm I, not sure why you do, but, you know... It's, you- it's, it's Ice Crown Citadel, and I it's the thing that's always interested me about Warcraft. It's since I had a, started a Warcraft subscription, it's the thing that I've most done this year is play Ice Crown, like, just over and over again. 
Just because... God, I'm just seeing the YouTube chat. Oh, bravo, people, for actually, you know, caring. engaging. Do, yeah. do you see? Do you see an archived version of it, or is it only? Is it fresh? I... Oh, the new oats short is out. Zygo. Uh, what? Uh, you know, uh, Blumkampf, Neil Blumkampf. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got uh, an arty studio that's doing lots of proof of concept shorts at the moment, and they're all really good. Uh, Firebase was this Vietnam, like uh, Vietnam War uh, sort of sci-fi thing. It was brilliant, and now the new one's just up. I don't know what that one's about. Oh, but I will watch it. They're about twenty minutes long. Cool. Really good proof of concept. If you like Neil Blumkampf, go watch those. And where's Di- where's District Ten? Come on. There, there is no District. 10, so it's probably never happening. You can, I mean, you can just create. Do you uh, think I hear some of his um, full on, well, his full on film product after that? Uh, Chappie was a bit of a. What's that, sorry? Because uh, he did Chappie as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did Chappie, which was a bit of a. I enjoyed I, it, but it wasn't as critical a success. I, I hear it was a bit of a disaster zone because of one of the, the stars in it and his rewriting of things, but I, I can't sort of comment any further than that. Mm, don't know. But I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know. Vaguely involved. So. I mean, Elysium was a bit. Um, Not watched that one, and and that looks like it could be decent. I mean, I yeah. like what? Sorry. I quite like Matt Damon. Wow, you're the first person I've heard that's ever said that. I I have on Google Play the entire Born Quintology. Uh, okay. Admittedly, one of those is Jeremy Renner, but it was going cheap. Mm. <sighs> Oh, you can see an archive. Fact, there's, there's a lot of films I own on uh, Google Play because they were going cheap. Although I, I did buy Kong Skull Island this week. Oh yeah, I need to see that. Worth it or not? Um, I found it to be decent. I won't say it's not going to change your life. If you like King Kong films where a giant gorilla fights something equally giant and bits go splat, you'll be entertained by it. But Is it, is it in the same caliber of, as Godzilla? It's a better action movie than Godzilla. I'd say Godzilla is a better piece of cinema. Godzilla's a better big things fighting big things. I did cheer at the end of Godzilla when he just basically unleashed his nuke breath down that flying oh, things. It, it, it does not have a moment like that. Okay. That moment where the, everything drops out in the cinema, it's almost completely dark and you just see the tail light up and yeah. you see the atomic breath and you hear the hum wow. as well there's a hum of it charging oh. and then and i'm like yes! have you seen that uh there's a release date now for uh shin godzilla oh what the japanese latest remake yes yeah yes the uh, piano um project the rubber uh, suit looking one I, I love those ones because they're just the flappy arms, the little flappy arms. <laughs> but yeah, um, Manga Entertainment are bringing Shin Godzilla to uh, UK cinemas. Um, I believe it's sometime sort of August, September. I will try and find a date if you can just hold on a second or maybe a minute or maybe five. Um, well, I'm but, at, oh, by the way, sorry, I'm at Hyper Japan this weekend. Enjoy. What? 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 Fair enough. I said enjoy. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, it came at the same time as Mike saying fair enough, and all I heard was Never been to Hyper Japan. Any good? It, uh, I think there's more cultural stuff than there was last year, which was more shopping MCM style, basically. I think there's more like Japanese culture stuff. Uh, 
older cultures. I'm just going to say this now. MCM can get stuffed. Why? So just, just way too expensive um, for 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 stuff that I can then get online. Yeah, I I don't, I still enjoy. I mean, if you're going to MCM to buy things, that's probably where you were going wrong. I'm still I still enjoy the app. I, I used to enjoy some of the. Um, for a while, there were some anime guests that were really good, um, but the last time it's like nothing of this interests me. So, and to be honest, the events that were on there were usually fairly poor. Mm. Mm. So, mm. Uh, ah, there we go. ShinGodzillaMovie.co.uk. Of course, it is. Yes, uh, Shin Godzilla is on on the tenth of August. What? Mm. What? What? The Godzilla movie. That's my birthday. It's a birthday present for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will share it with the world. So the the nearest one to Basingstoke will be at uh, Cinema Deluxe in Reading, which is actually Winnish, but um, Winnish. It's Reading. Oh. Uh, it's also on. It's um, Showcase Southampton. You like, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, Southampton. Showcase Southampton's awesome. It's also showing there. I might go there. It is during the week. If it's the tenth, it is a Thursday, I believe, if, or yes, a Wednesday. Yes, eight pm. Um, maybe I'll do that on my birthday. Maybe I'll go see Godzilla. Or, or if you want, to, or if you if you need a little bit more time, then Harbour Lights Picture House in Southampton is showing it at quarter to nine. No, eight o'clock should be fine. But I'm just thinking how I get back. I have to look up train times. But yes, I was I was upset. Um, when it turned out Shin Godzilla wasn't coming over here for a very long time. And this was a great piece of news that just made my day infinitely better. Um, because, okay, the Godzilla looks a bit weird, but it does look like Hideaki Anno has just made an Evangelion movie with Godzilla in the middle. And I'm okay with that. Oh, God, are we are we one of those fake podcasts that now says... I'm a, and I'm okay with that as like a you know a thing you know. I I I, I never thought we were doing anything otherwise, but okay. I, no, no 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 that expression really sometimes gets me. I does, don't know does, why it just. It, it just is there anything that doesn't get you, Bench? It just it just annoys me. What was the other thing that I was completely irrational about that I said annoys me in the chat? <laughs> and he said, well, well, if you're going to ask that question, Bench, we might be here a while. I know, but where was it? I'll scroll. Why am I still talking? Scrolling, 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 scrolling. What other things? You said that I should be institutionalised or something after. I don't think I did. You said something to those. I'm going to enjoy the last of my Ribena. Which has gone warm. I've run out of milk. I drink far too much milk. I Yeah. It, no. Why? I drink far too much chocolate milk. Oh, that was it. I always get disappointed when someone just says gmail.com. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I really... Like, you were expecting more. Just, yeah, it's just so... Well, I'd make you happy for you to know that I have an at googlemail.com address. <laughs> that was the podcast. <laughs> that I have not converted. I did last time. podcast at googlemail.com. My missus had a hotmail, and I was like quite surprised at that when I saw it. She was like, oh my, ooh! Still it's not at outlook.com. No, exactly. And it, it was, yeah, it was a hotmail.com, I, I think. I oh, do. no. Uh, you can actually contact me at other places. For instance, vice president at hibanacon.co.uk. Oh, what is the point in <laughs> this time of night? 
to how many people now? Someone must have tuned out by uh, now. at least like five. Seconds. Oh, someone drops uh, off. Or others. Um, you can have the one for the uh, the company I'm a director of, which is Mike.chomic at dcnw.co.uk. What do they do? PPI insurance. No, um, it's the company that is the holding company for the convention. Oh, you have a holding company? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are villains a, in movies have holding companies. We are a non-profit entity. Um, oh, you're shipping arms. Metal no, Gear. We are a non-profit entity that um, facilitates the budget for the convention committee. <laughs> I thought you were going to say facilitates the death of thousands. <laughs> Well, that's plausible. <laughs> time, yeah. uh, should we have an electrical fault and grow as a convention? Sure, um, but uh, Metal Gear. I did also give some thought to buying an Italian domain name. Why? Uh, because as a person in IT, having an at mrjom.it domain address. You said I was pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> you want an Italian uh, what uh, suffix? But they're really expensive. Okay. Because they are dot .it. Great. There are some ones you can get a lot cheaper, like, um, what is it, Tuvalu's .tv addresses. <sighs> See, even... Some for free, like, what is it, Tonga with .to? Even Byron's got Hotmail. It's good. He's, a, he's an old school person. I used to have a Hotmail address, like, 15 plus years ago. Oh. And a Yahoo.com address. Mm. It's only the email address I don't give out publicly. Uh, that uh, has survived a very long time. Right. I also, ha I also have a Gmail address that I use purely for spam. So All right, anyway, well, that's it. Let's kill it. Yeah. So Suffocate thank you very much to the people who've listened in all this way and listened to our incoherent ramblings and possibly me getting angry at things just in general. Yay! It, it's fine. We'll all live. One day, Bench will give me the address, thinking I'm coming around to play a game, and I'll just kill him. I mean, make friends with him. What? With a very sharp object. I anyway. missed that. I phased out. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for listening in. Uh, we'll see you all here again, possibly next month, maybe. Um, until then, good night. Goodbye. Bye.